Welcome to Origin Gates Daily Podcast with this is Wisdom's Echo with Lindy Masters with the insight of the day. Today I'm going to talk about intimacy. One of the things that I get asked the most about as someone who is a pastor is how do I get intimate with Yahweh? How do I walk into an intimate relationship with the Father, with the Son, and with the Ruach HaKadosh, with the Holy Spirit? And it's a question that gets asked and has been asked for many, many, many years in the church. Today I'm going to talk a wee bit about the depth of prayer and the depth of silence. And I like to call it the symphony of silence. It begins with you on the inside of you, beginning to look at the landscape of what and who you are on the inside of you. You see, silence is not something we find easy. Even for someone who is a quiet person, I'm not a quiet person, but for someone who is a quiet person, you might think, well, I'm being silent. But honestly, sometimes our thoughts are not silent. Our inner landscape of who we are isn't silent. We are so busy um, with thoughts, with concerns, with with all types of things rushing through our brains, things to do, things we haven't done, you know, cons- just things that just clutter our mind. And so when I say it starts with the inner landscape of a person, this is what I'm referring to. It's bringing ourselves to a place of silence, not just in our, with our mouth, but within ourselves, within our minds, within our soul. You know that you do not have to speak a word for there to be prayer. I know that sounds contradictory, but you do not have to say anything for there to be prayer. All you have to do in this place of your inner landscape still being still and being quieted is this. You have to turn your attention and your thoughts towards something that's greater than those things that are shouting inside of you. Then you've got to turn your attention towards greater possibilities, things that are, are so great that you think, I know I can do this. This is what I want to do. This is where I'm heading. And then it turns and directs your inner landscape towards intimacy with the Father. Just stilling and quieting myself, turning myself into that place. I can do this. This is greater than me. Turning myself into him. Now, what I do sometimes you know, suggest to people is take a piece of paper and write down all of the screaming thoughts all of the things you think, oh my goodness, I haven't done this, I haven't done it, write it down, because then it's it's on paper, you won't forget it, and then you can put it aside to come to a place of stillness on the inside of us. When we do this, the stillness, this inner landscape, just going, all right, everything's quiet, there's nothing more I can write down, there's nothing more I can think about because it's done, it then directs me to an intertwining of your thoughts Towards God's thoughts, don't you love that word, intertwining, where I intertwine, I I become one with and and I wrap around, my thoughts wrap around God's thoughts. Now, I tell you what, there's a scripture that says in Isaiah 55, verse 8 and 9, that my thoughts are not your thoughts, my ways are not your ways. And we've had that quoted to us a lot in the church, but do you know that that scripture is written to the unbeliever and it's not written to the believer. So by virtue of that, I can turn my thoughts and my thinking and intertwine my thoughts with his thoughts. Doesn't have a language. There are no words. It's an intertwining of thoughts. And I then can know his thoughts. I can know his ways because they're good and they're always directed towards me. Isaiah 65 verse 24 says that before you call, 
I will answer. Now, prayer can also be unformulated thoughts. Goodness, unformulated thoughts. In other words, God knows even your unformulated prayer, your unformulated thoughts. And you know what the greatest form of prayer is? Is when you don't know what to ask for because he knows your thoughts. You know, we had a situation once where a lot of our itinerant ministry had been canceled uh, due to Christmas and different things going on, and and we had no uh, itinerant ministry, and so, of course, there was no income coming in, and we got to a day where really there wasn't any more food, and I had three children, and I went to my cupboards, and I spoke to those cupboards, and I told them to be full, and then I spoke to Yahweh, and I turned my thoughts to him. I said, I'm not afraid because I know the Scripture says that you will never leave your righteous forsaken or your seed begging for bread. And I turned my attention to him and said, Father, I thank you, you fill up these cupboards because tomorrow we have one meal left and there is nothing left in the cupboard. And the next day, a friend of mine phoned and said, please send the children to come pick up some food. They staggered home with these bags and boxes of food. And it was a friend who lived 600 kilometers away who'd given her food and said, I felt Yahweh say I needed to give food to Lindy. Do you know that she had picked up the food the day before I had prayed the prayer? Isn't that amazing? So it's he knows my unformulated thoughts and he knows what I'm going to say before I say it. So he knows that thing. And the greatest form of prayer really is, but I don't know what to say. I don't know what to ask for. Say, Father, I'm just sitting before you. This is so huge. I don't know what to say. Now, it's in that place there needs to be silence because we fill a lot of that silence with clutter and trying to tell him what to do. And then once we've got to the place of silence, that be still, I know you, I know you, I know you are good. And just that then leads to words. And then we can build ourselves up in our most holy faith, speaking in tongues, doing whatever we do, and a pause can be a conversation in itself. So pausing in the conversation with Yahweh becomes a conversation in itself. Why? Because I've stilled my inner landscape and I've turned my attention to him and it becomes a conversation because he goes, ah, she knows, I know. She knows I'm going to answer before she asks. She knows that she's turned her attention to me and that I have only got good thoughts and intentions towards her. So a pause is an interesting thing. I listened to someone on TED Talks who spoke about she studies pauses. What a crazy job. I study pauses. A long pause on a telephone can lead you to think that there's a break in communication. You go, hello, hello, how are you? Fine. And then there's nothing. And you think, hello, hello, are you there? Can you hear me? Hello, can you hear me? And the thing is, our culture can determine how we communicate. So if I go to to the Western world, to Scandinavia or to the European uh, communities, uh, is a much quieter community. If I come into the African communities, woo, lordy, loud and proud. And we have prayer meetings from a Friday night, all night to Saturday, all night Saturday to Sunday, and they will pray. And it's just a crazy, wonderful, loud event. But then I go to, to the European countries, or I go to the Scandinavian countries, dead silent. And they're just hallelujah, hallelujah. And it's just really quiet. So our culture can determine how we communicate. And how we see silence. And again, like I said in the beginning, silence is not because I don't speak, because my mind could be very, very, very loud and very busy. So we often adjust to the people group that we're with. If we go into a community that's silent, we become silent. If we're in a community that's loud and proud, we get our our, our, um, 
excitement on and we and we just start you know praying loud and yelling and carrying on with them but here's the thing let us take our lead from Yahweh so we're going to adjust ourselves to those that we with so I'm with Yahweh I've turned my attention to him I've looked at greater possibilities I've looked at uh, something greater than I am something greater than my disaster that's going on in my life or my illness or my fears I've directed myself towards him so I'm now taking my lead from him and he says be still and know that I am God. Now, the be still is not be quiet. Everyone quiet. It's not that. It's actually to, to pause and to direct and turn your attention to him. And when you do that, you know that he is God. So I take my lead from him. I be still and I go, Yahweh, I just sit in you. And I breathe. <sighs> breathing in the breath of heaven and breathing it into my body, breathing it into my thoughts, breathing it into my soul. And I begin to turn my direct and uh, turn my attention into him. The problem is that because we're so uncomfortable with the pause, the silence, we fill the silence with talk. And then the conversation becomes unbalanced. Why? Because a lot of what we produce is chaos in that time. A lot of what we produce in that time is chaos. So we get a pause. Hi, how are you doing? I'm fine, thank you. And you, yeah, I'm well. And then there's a silence. And there's a silence. And there's a silence. And then you know what we do? Well, actually, and we start talking. And then we're trying to sort of uh, grope for words to fill the silence because we're panicking about there being a silence. And when we start speaking, we start speaking nonsense. And that is the problem, is that when there is a silence with Yahweh, it's not a yes or a no or I don't like you. It's a I turn my attention to you. I look at you and you are amazing. You know my thoughts before I've even said them, before I've prayed them. You know everything that I need. And that shows him my absolute trust in him, that I trust him explicitly. And that's when he answers before I've said anything. I'm not going to fill the silence with clutter and with speak because I will create chaos. So today, I want you to practice your silence to turn your attention to Yahweh and just bring your place to a place of silence. You can write down what you feel he's saying or just practice silence. Practice clearing your mind, being still, turning your attention to him and knowing he is God. He has got this. He has got this. Wherever you are listening to this, wherever you are on the face of the earth, I want you to know he has got this. He's listening. He has uh, turned his attention to you. Nothing is impossible for him. He knows. He knows everything. He knows when you are sick. He knows when you are anxious. He knows when you're frightened. He knows when you're in danger. He knows where you are on the face of the earth at this strange time we find ourselves in at the moment with lockdowns around the world. He knows. He knows that. And I want to really encourage you. I'm going to even say, I dare you to take a moment to be still. Turn your attention to him. Look to something greater than yourself and say, Yahweh, I breathe you in. I breathe in the breath of heaven and then I breathe it out over myself. Knowing that you know my thoughts before I've even spoken them out in words because I don't want to create chaos. I want to walk in the perfection. I want to walk in the perfect answer that you have for me breathing in the breath of heaven. And as you do that, then you will begin to understand, be still 
and know that I am God. Be still. Huge sentence. Be still. Stop. Turn your attention. Look to me. Be still. Don't turn and look at these other things. Be still. Look at me and know that I am God. I can do this. I've got this. I know what you need before you ask. You know, he didn't wake up this morning and go, Jesus, Jesus, oh my gosh, did you just see what happened to my children? I didn't even know. I was busy somewhere else on the planet, on the universes. I didn't even know this was going on. He's never like that. He knows. He's omnipresent. He's everywhere. We're always in our heart, in his hearts. And so he knows what you need. And this practice of turning ourselves into stillness brings us into intimacy with Yahweh, into that depth of prayer and silence where you can actually say, I am practicing the symphony of silence. Because, you know, there is a cliche that says silence is deafening, where there is a dead silence and it's almost like, wow, that's really quiet. But silence can be deafening. That's a good place to be. I'm not going to fill it with my crazy, with my speaking, with my, help, help, I don't know what to do, help me. I'm just going to go, because nothing I do can fix this. Only, Father, you can fix this. And honestly, this is a practice. We have to practice this. We have to um, really bring us our attention to it because we live in a world that isn't silent. I grew up in a family that would put on the radio in the morning and switch it off when they went to bed. And there was always a, a noise, not loud. There wasn't a cacophony of noise, but there was there was always sound in the house. There was always something on in the house. And sometimes I find myself, I've got my, my TV on, I've got my iPad on, and I'm reading something on the phone because I've grown up. Remember the, the, the nativity, the place I come from, my background is determined what silence looks like for, looks like for me. And so you need to just get to that place where everything gets quiet, you switch off your phones, and that's a big thing. Take your phone away, move your iPad, move your, 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 your computers, and just find that place of stillness. Turn your attention to him and hear him say, now I know that you know that we're in an intimate place. And this is called intertwining my thoughts with his thoughts, which is all leading us to this wonderful place of intimacy with Yahweh. So I really want to encourage you to practice that today. And thank you so much for listening to me speak on this on our daily podcast, Wisdom's Echo.